Inside the honeycomb, my name is Kelsey, aka B. I hope that you are all having an amazing week so far. I know it's only Tuesday, but you can still tell how your week is gonna go <laughs> by Tuesday. You'll know. Uh, anyway, hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you had an awesome weekend. I know myself, I definitely had a good weekend. I got a lot done and I got to hang out with a friend and my friend's kids and we had just a great time hanging out, grilling. It's getting very warm in Arizona so um, gotta soak up those weekends outside while we can before it gets too hot because we do not have a pool and it gets toasty. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about something that is um it's not like a super serious topic, but it is really important, and I wanted to talk about it because uh, tax season is coming to a close. Y'all better get your taxes in within the next six days if you don't have them because they're due the 15th, and um, with filing your taxes comes, for a lot of people, getting a tax refund. And multiple people that I know have... Um, taken that tax refund in the past and gone out to buy a car. So, not saying it's a bad thing, definitely. If you've been waiting on it and you want to go get a car with that tax refund, if you've been saving up and you're ready, go do it. Uh, myself, in particular, about a year ago, I did go buy um, the first car I've ever bought from a dealership. And there were just a few things that... Um, I felt my husband and I went together and we bought the car together. So there are a few things I thought we did well. And there were a few things that we really could have done better. And that I wish we had known before we had gone to do that. So that's why I just wanted to go do this today. We're going to be talking about seven tips that I have uh, that I hope you'll consider. If you are looking to buy a car, whether it be with your tax money or whether you've been saving up for it and you are finally ready. Or if you're not, if you're starting to think about getting a car or saving for a car and it's not going to be until way down the road still keep this in mind because these are some really great tips that are going to help it go as smoothly as possible I know that people hate buying cars they love getting the car but when you you know they love having it but when you are in there picking it out doing the paperwork all that business it's not fun <laughs> so without further ado I'm going to stop chatting, chatting, and let's get into the good part of this podcast. So the first tip that I have for buying a car is to have a few specific cars in mind before you go and only look at those. Don't get pushed into looking at something that you didn't go to the dealership for. So with that, it's like if you pick out one or two cars online that you want to look at, you can look at different models. You can see, um, not different models, but like if there's, you know, a 2018 and a 2017 or, you know, a 2006 and a 2005, something that's going to be similar to what you're looking for. You know, it's the same kind of car. It's in the same price range, but maybe it's just a different color or there's a one year difference or a difference in a few thousand miles. It's not going to hurt necessarily to look at that, but definitely know what you are going in there for. Say, you know, I want 
don't know, I'll just use for an example what we got. We got a Chevy Sonic. We know we're either going to go get a Chevrolet Sonic or a Chevrolet Spark because I drive, I used to drive really far for work and we wanted to get a small car that would be good on gas, that was reliable, we like Chevy, that's what we got. So we knew it was going to be one of those two and we were hoping to get a new one, but you know, just because it was exciting and because we've never had new cars before and... The last car I had was very old. It had a lot of miles on it, and it constantly needed work. So we were like, the lowest amount of miles we can get, that is ideal. And so figure out why you want that kind of car. What about that car is important to you? Is is it important for you to have, um, you know, electronic windows and electronic locks? Because if you're buying a, a new, new car within the last, you know, five years, it's going to most likely have them, but some of them don't. So is that important? Is it not? Can you cut off some money there by figuring that out? Um, you know, do you need a hatchback? Do you need something with a trunk? Do you need something big? Do you have kids? Like just figure out what is important to you about the car that you want and then narrow that down into two or three models before you go. So that way you don't get something that you don't need. Number two, this is something that we did do and that I thought was really helpful for us in pricing. Before you go, call. Call like a day or two before. Tell the person, you know, pick up, pick one of the cars that you want, the car that you're leaning most towards. Pick that model, call, get the pricing on it from somebody who works there. See if they can get you a discount, see if they have any promotions running, anything like that. You know, take down their name take down the specific numbers that they give you and the specific discounts that they give you. And then when you go, after you figure out, you know, you do your test drive, you see all the different models they have. If you find one that you are wanting to get, see what price the dealership gives you in person. And then you can compare which is better. And if they don't offer you the same kind of deal that you got before, um, you can be like, well, I called before and I got this price. Or if they try to really upsell you, you can say, you know, well, I called before and that's not what this person said. Um, or if they give you a really good deal, you know, say they look at your credit score and your, um, like your payment history or income, whatever, it might come back lower than what you were told over the phone because they're actually running a credit, you know, a credit check on you. So it might even be better and then you'll know that you're getting a good deal. Just really try to have as much information as you can. You can even call another dealership to see what kind of um, offers they're running. And then that way you really have a full, well-rounded knowledge of what a fair price is for that car. Number three. All of these are important, but this is so important. Number three is to know your budget, both overall, what you want to spend on the car, and monthly, what you can afford. And I don't mean like, yeah, we can afford that, we can swing it. No, know what you are comfortable with. And if they can't get you down to that monthly, don't get the car. It's not smart. It's not smart to push your finances like that because you never know what can happen. If you have, you know, a good amount of savings, if you've got that three-month savings cushion that you're supposed to have that we should all be striving for and 
it's something that you really, really want and that you're only going to be happy if you get that specific car right now. You know, you do you. You have to feel comfortable with it. But honestly, you know, know how much you're putting down and know the value of what that is compared to how much you're going to be financing and definitely make sure that overall you're okay with the price that you're going to be paying for the car with both your down payment and the financing that you'll do that you're doing and definitely know the monthly and make sure that that is something that is not going to put a strain on your finances or on your budget number four this is something (laughs) we did not do and it caused us to be there for a little bit longer than it should have because we had to go back home bring proof of your income Some places will just want your most recent pay period. Some people want up to three. Bring proof. A lot of employers have it where you can look online. You can just log in real quick and you can show um, your most recent pay stubs. And it's really quick and it's really easy. And my husband was able to do that. But for me, I didn't have that option. I had to go home and rifle around and try and pull up my pay stubs. And I don't know why I didn't think about this, but it's just one of those things you don't think about. You just say like, yes, I have this job. I work here. This is how much I make. And you assume with that information and your credit score, they'll just, they'll just assume, they'll take your word for it. They'll be like, yeah, you can afford it. No, you could be lying. (laughs) Like (laughs) they don't know that. So make sure to bring that proof of income and just have it ready for them. It'll save you a lot of time. Uh, Number four, This is another thing that I completely blanked on and I felt really, I felt real foolish and you're, you're going to understand. So when you're buying a car, if you're buying an older car, it's not necessarily going to matter as much, but when you buy a newer car, they have new technology, they have different kinds of needs, they have different you know, they're making it harder and harder to work on your car yourself. When I had my first car, it was like a 2004. Even then, half the stuff I did was super hard. And like, I would get halfway through something with my dad and we'd be like, okay, we have to take it to a dealership. We can't even do it. But half the other stuff was super easy in and out. I loved being able to do it myself because I'm like, a scrimper and saver. I'm a budgeter. I don't like spending money if I don't have to. So I love doing that. But now with this car, it's like it takes full synthetic. So you have to be aware of the cost of your maintenance. Um, you know, with your oil change, is it going to be just a regular $30 oil change or is it going to be closer to 60 bucks because you're needing full synthetic? Or if part of your computer goes out, how much is that going to cost? Because a lot of newer cars have a screen in the front. Um, so just thinking about your regular maintenance cost, you know, ask them what their prices look like on that kind of car. And you don't have to take it to a dealership, but, you know, sometimes you might want to. It's nice to do it. They have perks of bringing it back to the dealership. You know, my dealership, personally, they will, if you drop your car off for something, they'll Uber you wherever you want to go and they'll pay for it. Um, so, like, if you if you have an errand to run or Mila. One of the last times I went, I actually booked a dentist appointment for during the time I was getting my oil changed and they Ubered me over there and brought me back. So that was really nice. And it's like, you don't have to just sit around. So, um, I'm sure other 
you know, service shops like Big O or Discount, like I'm sure they have a Discount Tires they have. They could have services like that. I don't know. All I've gotten from one of those places is coffee, but I don't know. Sometimes that's a good enough perk anyway. But consider that and then also, you know, consider the cost of your maintenance. Also, consider the cost of your tags. I never thought about this. I never looked into it. In my head, I don't know why. I just, you know, pay for the two years and go on my way. I never look at how much it costs. I mean, I look at how much it costs. I'm like, okay, do I have enough for two years? Great. I never looked at if the pricing was consistent. Nothing. If you get a car that's less than five years old, oh my gosh, get ready. Because like I said, about a year ago, I walked my little happy butt over and got a brand new car. And then this year, when I got my registration renewal, it was close to $600 for my tags for the next two years. It's nuts. That is absolutely nuts. And that is something that I did not think about whatsoever when purchasing this car. And when you first get it, you know, when you're first paying for the tags, it's lumped in with all that other stuff that they're going over with you. And so you might not even notice it. So definitely consider that, you know, it might not hurt to get it one or two years a little bit older than you thought you wanted because of the cost of maintenance and because of the cost of the tags. If you, you know, it different it varies by state to state, but in my state, you know, in Arizona, it is five years. If you have a, you know, car that's five years or less, they're really going to upcharge you on that. So definitely be aware. Another thing to think about is um, with most major insurance companies, it's not going to be a problem, but if you have um, like a local, you know, a local insurance agency or kind of like a smaller one, uh, make sure that they're going to be open when you go to get the car because you have to call them and make the switch before they'll let you drive off the lot. You have to be insured and you're going to have to pay full coverage insurance. So um, just make sure that you can afford the full coverage insurance before you commit to anything and um, make sure they're going to be open for you to call them to switch it over. Like I said, they won't let you take it unless you have that full coverage on there. And last but definitely not least, because this is very important for your mental state, <laughs> number seven, recognize that it's likely you're going to be spending all day there and at the dealership and don't let yourself leave too early. It is their job to make money, but it's also the salesperson's job to sell. So if they know that you are in a spot to leave with the car that day, but you're not accepting the price, there is typically, mostly, usually more that they can do within reason. So just prepare yourself to be there all day, bring yourself a snack, have a coffee, be ready to go, and you know, know when to ask for more. Know when to ask for more of a discount or uh, a lower interest rate or whatever it is, but be reasonable about it. Don't go in there and think that you're going to get $20,000 off a car just because you're asking for it. You know, know what their promotions are, be reasonable about it, but don't settle. You know, that's why it's important to know what a fair price is before you go. So that way you know when to push it more and you know when to pull back. So 
you know, if you do that, then you're going to be able to walk away with both the car that you want and you're going to feel good knowing that what you're paying is fair and reasonable for that car. So it's a win-win. And with that, that is all the tips that I have for now. Um, I'm sure there's so many more tips that can be said about buying a car. There's so much more advice to be given. It is a really big purchase, especially if you're going to a dealership. Um, but those are the ones that I found to be the most important. And so that's why I wanted to share them with you. So let's go over them again real quick. Uh, have a few specific cars in mind before you go and only look at those. Don't get pushed into looking something, looking at something that you didn't go to the dealership for. Number two, call before you go in to work out some pricing and get some discounts and then also get the price when you go actually to the dealership and compare which is better to try and save money. Number three, know your budget, both overall and monthly. Number four, bring proof of income for one to three pay periods. I would bring three to be on the safe side. Number five, consider your future costs such as tags um, for the next few years and maintenances. <laughs> maintenances and the cost of maintenance on the car. Uh, number six, be ready to call your insurance company to make the switch. Number seven, recognize that you will likely be spending all day there and don't let yourself leave too early. Make sure you get those discounts and you get a fair price, but be reasonable about it because, come on, they got to make money too. And with that, that is all that I have to say. Um, if you've ever had, you know, a first-time de dealership experience, first-time buying a car without a parent or first-time going there by yourself or with your spouse, definitely let me know. Go over to Twitter or Instagram at ITH Podcast and let me know how it went. Let me know what advice you have for other people who are going to buy their first car or even if it's their third, fourth, fifth that they're getting from a dealership. You can never have too much good advice. So definitely either leave a comment below here or go over to Instagram or Twitter to let me know what you think and what your biggest piece of advice would be to give to somebody else who's going to buy a car. Or if you're buying something else really fun, since this is about tax season, if you're going to buy something fun with your tax return, let me know what that is too. I'd love to hear it. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. You could be anywhere, literally doing anything else in the world, and you chose to be here, so that means a lot. Uh, I hope you guys have a rest of... Man, I need more coffee. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and a great week and a great month and a great year and a great everything. Thank you so much for listening and go out there and be the voice of reason in a world full of crazies. Bye.